Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making the Locked On Rays podcast your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Okay, Ulysses, it has been a while since we've done one of these, but it is back. The player review series. We move along, and today it should be a fun one because it is Wander Franco standing ovation. <laughs> I'm going to give it to him. Do it. Do it. You there we do go. It the stadium. Thank you so much. Congratulations, Wander. Yes, man. I honestly doing the research for this for this player review got me so hyped up. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, what we got for you? Uh, let, let's start with, of course, this player review episodes. They go in three segments, right, mm-hmm. Kevin? The first one, what went right? Second one, what went wrong? And the third one, the future of this player in this team. So mm-hmm. let's start with the big picture here. How did it go with Wander Franco this season? He had a slash line of 288 on base 347, slugging of 463. That means an 810 OPS. He had seven home runs, 39 RBIs, two stolen bases. Uh, I I don't know where to start. F4 of 2.5 mm-hmm. in a handful of games, Kevin. I mean, the kid didn't even get to 80 games. It's crazy. And B-War is actually a little bit more generous than Fangraph's three and a half war in 70 games. Unbelievable. So a three-war guy in, in 70 games. Essentially. Uh, As a 20-year-old rookie. Oh, oh, by the way, yeah. He can't even legally drink if no. they had won the World Series. Uh, this is, man, Okay. As advertised. Yes. We talk about, oh, prospect hugging, prospect hugging, prospect hugging. A hundred percent. Yes. That happens all the time and it shouldn't happen. Okay. Not every prospect is going to be a star. Mm -hmm. This guy though, just as advertised. We have been talking about Wander Franco since day one of this podcast. Yes. Which I remember to be June 10th, 2019. So if you guys are not busy at all with work and you want to go ahead and listen to those old episodes, we have been on this Wander Franco train for the mm-hmm. last two years of this podcast, or maybe three years, calendar years. Yes. Man, he knows the strike zone extremely well, extremely well, fights hard at bats. Uh, I want to focus on two stats that boggled my mind. Okay. The first one, and they go hand in hand, O contact percentage. For those that don't know what O contact percentage is, it's the percentage of times a batter makes contact swinging and pitches outside the strike zone. That's why the O is there for outside mm-hmm. the strike zone, right? The Z contact percentage is very close. Percentage of times a batter makes contact swinging and pitches inside the strike mm-hmm. zone. The O contact percentage, the MLB average is 62.4. Wander 
had a 75.50% O contact percentage. Mm. He's 20 years old <laughs> and he's doing this. Now, Z contact percentage, the MLB average is 84.6%. Mm-hmm. He's at 91%. Again, I, 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 as a 20-year-old. So why are these two things my spotlight, Kevin? It's because when you talk about a guy who can recognize the, the strike zone so well mm-hmm. this early in his career, and he is making this much contact, not only inside the strike zone, but outside the strike zone. That's going to help him so much. I looked up Vladdy Guerrero, mm. who we all grew up knowing that he could basically hit cricket, right? Yeah. Because he was just hitting balls that were bouncing before the plate. Wonder Franco is doing this at 20 years old that Vladdy started developing later in his career. I mean, he was always a wild hitter, but the contact percentage, the O contact percentage and the Z contact percentage, they are, they rival right now what he was doing in his peak right now. He's 20 years old, Kevin. Mm -hmm. This is amazing. It makes sense that he would finish the season with the highest batting average on the Rays roster, that he would have the lowest strikeout rate on the Rays roster that he would have a 43 game on base streak that would put him in the conversation with Mickey Mantle and Frank Robinson and all these other legends as well. And you put it succinctly with the understanding of the strike zone and plate discipline and playing to his strengths. Wander Franco to me is, I don't know if there's another player I've ever seen or at least seen with the Rays that has as much entertainment value in drawing a walk. When he draws a walk, it might be the most entertaining walk in baseball. And it's not very like when he sees a three, one pitch and it's a ball, he doesn't, he it's almost as if, that he knows it's a ball before the pitch is thrown. The instincts that he has and how he's able to read the spin and the velocity and where it's going to be located. You don't see, oh, did, did I go? Did I check swing? Did I, excuse me? No, very rarely, like, out, out. He just, he just spits at 3-1 at pitches or 3-2 pitches, whatever it may be. Out, like, he is... Oh, two pitches, Kevin. Yeah. The pitch recognition off the hand is just uncanny. Yes. And and this is such a big part of what being a good hitter is. If you can already fight hard these Mm at-bats, and and that O-contact percentage being at 76%, that means that he can live to see another pitch that he can do some damage. Yes. That he can do some damage on. So if you can fight those tough corner outside pitches for a foul ball and then he stays alive, he works the walk, Mm -hmm. or maybe he gets a cookie in the next pitch. And guess what? He's also doing damage inside the strike zone. This is what makes him special. I mean, I think a lot of things factor into him being a very special player. But the plate discipline, just knowing the strike zone, like the back of his hand, like Mm -hmm. better than probably his neck tattoo. He knows the strike zone. Uh, this is just going to improve, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Guys get better with age. They recognize what pitchers are trying to do to them. Uh, they, they see the ball better off the hand. You get to know more pitchers. Yeah. By the way, he had never seen these guys before. Right. 
So this is just going to improve. I, I, I just don't know if people understand what Wander Franco just did. Yeah, he look. I am very cautious about when a prospect is called up and I was very hesitant even after the amazing debut he had and he he struggled the first couple months of the season offensively and defensively at times but post all-star break he just went on an absolute tear as we kind of alluded to and, and talked about his statistics as he's a finalist for the rookie of the year award so day by day he got better and the sky is the limit for this guy. And what's interesting too is, you know, he, he's just a spark plug, brings so much energy and pizzazz, and he makes the game fun. We need more players like him that uh, that make the game fun, that make it enjoyable, that, you know, when he hit, hits a single, when he steals a base, when he converts on a double play, whatever it may be. And here's a stat that I think is getting a little bit maybe – overshadowed or not talked about enough he had five triples in 70 games right five triples in 70 games so and you know that's something that uh especially when he's hitting left-handed is he's hustling right out of the box he's always looking for that extra bag in the way he cuts the bases it's that's another sight to see as he as i alluded to and i mentioned that he might be the the most entertaining walker in the game. He might be one of the more entertaining base runners. You'll see with that, that hustle and that drive and that desire to just chug, chug, chug along explosiveness yes. off, off the box. And he's actually graded by fan graphs on his BSR uh, base running skills of 3.1, which is, which is really good. Uh, and that's only, again, only going to get better uh, with age. So he's just starting off at a really nice mm -hmm. level of, my goodness, if this is what you can do at 20 years old, what can you do next year? What can you yeah. do in three years, four years, when you actually grow into your body? Um, obviously, expectations are going to be uh, through the roof. But one thing that cannot be uh, avoided in this, in, in this segment of highlighting the positives, <clears throat> he does not shy away from the spotlight. Yeah. And he showed that by... A multitude of reasons, but a multitude of reasons and circumstances, but I'm going to point out two. Okay. Number one, the on-base streak. Mm -hmm. When you are now being talked about with the names that you said, Frank Robinson, Mickey Mantle, and guys in black and white pictures, and now it's a daily thing that they might be asking you that now you recognize it because you're getting hyped up because you pulled off a walk in, in the eighth inning in your last at bat uh, on the 24th game uh, of this on base streak and you and you're happy about it and you know it and you're working hard for it and you still keep going mm -hmm. that's the spotlight being shining really brightly on you and you're not shying away you right. keep it going then the second circumstance of not shying away the playoffs yeah. The playoffs, he just shown maybe even brighter than in the regular season. 19 at bats, seven hits, two home runs, four RBI, a 368 average for those keeping track at home, a 1,158 OPS. Yeah. There are guys that love the spotlight. There are guys that might shy away and not shine as brightly as they as they do in the regular season. Wonder Franco's not that guy. Mm-hmm. He is a franchise player succeeding in the biggest moments of his career. 
Yeah, it and the playoffs was definitely something that sort of cemented like, yeah, this guy is the real deal. And I think we even saw it at times where, um, you know, not just we mentioned the ability to take walks in the plate discipline, but sometimes I think pitchers are deliberately like, I'm not throwing him a 3-1 fastball down the middle or a get-me-over pitch. I'll just walk him and, yeah. and move on to the next guy. I, I don't want to take that risk because he might be – uh, he might not have as much power as some of the other guys yet, but he'll put the ball in play or he'll drive the ball. And that's that's another thing we started to see as the season went along was driving the ball from both sides, not you know slapping balls into the dirt as much and catching up and handling high velocity and really having that all the fields approach. Like we saw with the uh, Chris Sale home run. What was it, a 96 fastball up and away yeah. that he deposited? And, 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 you know, we keep saying, well, the first month or the first couple months, he came in June 22nd. The all-star break was July 16th. Mm -hmm. It took a 20-year-old less than a month to get acclimated to 98-mile-an-hour fastballs. Yeah. And depositing them from Cy Young-level candidates into yeah. the stands. This guy's special, man. He's special. And, and, and I'll tell you what else is special, Kevin. Built bars. Yeah. Maybe that's where uh, Wander gets his bulk and strength from, is just pounding built bars. Well, and we, 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 we don't know, but I mean, they're delicious, yeah. Kevin. They're healthy. They've got tremendous flavors. And now it's the perfect time for built bars. Thanksgiving is coming around. I know everybody's going to be focusing on the apple pie, the apple cobbler, the peach cobbler. Uh, I'm not a, I'm not a pie, apple pie kind of guy. I'm a built bar kind of guy. So I'm going to get the blueberry one. I'm going to get the peanut butter uh, a brownie, uh, maybe the German chocolate if I feel fancy because they're low calorie, they're low carbs, they're low fat and high in protein. So you all know what you've got to do. You go to built.com and you check all the boxes of all the flavors that you want. And right before you hit purchase, you say, wait, hold up. There's a promo code and I've got to use it. It's locked 15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. And you get 15% off your order. Remember, Built Bars are amazing flavors. They're very delicious and they're healthy too. So go to built.com today. Okay, uh, Wander Franco, as amazing as he is and was this past season, not everything was great. Uh, a thing or two may have gone wrong on occasion. Ulysses, what stood out to you as far as what went wrong with Wander Franco? You know, that's the thing. I, I wanted to find out what went wrong, Wander, and it's it was kind of difficult at times trying to see what it was but i ended up looking at the defense yeah i think that's the big thing and the defense when you look at the outs above average he's in the 12th percentile mm -hmm. you never want to be that low in any category of course and if you look a little bit more in depth in the numbers in 543 innings that he played at shortstop um he committed five errors if we extrapolate that, then you've got times three. That's around 15 yeah. errors per season on your shortstop. That's not a very good look. Mm -hmm. um, I will say, though, just I know we just talked about the positives and we're trying to focus on the negatives. But uh, Willie Adamas, in his rookie season with the mm -hmm. Rays, he had 80 more innings than, than Wander uh, as a rookie. And he committed 13 
errors. Mm. So we were already talking about Willie Adams as a gold glove contender last year and this year. It seems like Wander is starting at a even better clip than Willie Adams as a younger shortstop. Yeah, possibly. I just don't know if I ever see Wander Franco as a gold glove caliber player, which is fine. I think if he can give you serviceable average above average defense, that's all you're looking for. And a little bit of defending him and the defensive ineptitude at times, again, just 20 years old, getting the call to the show for the first time. That is not easy. And then you're going to a position. He was moved around. He started at third base and then went to shortstop. So there is a big time adjustment period. In fact, I think, I mean, really half his errors, uh, you know, he had four or five errors at third, four or five errors at shortstop. Uh, but I do think we did he see second in, and he even played eight innings yeah. in second. Yeah. <laughs> and, and not to mention all the crazy shifts that yeah. the Rays do as well, where he might, yeah, he's listed as the shortstop, but sometimes he shifted over to the second base spot. So right. um, now I, I think his defense, I think what happened was as the Rays in essence demoted Taylor walls and gave Wander Franco the time and the opportunity to settle into short. I think that's when everything came together more full circle and he, he got more settled in. I think that really added to his confidence level because early on we saw some like, man, how is he missing these? These are relatively routine plays, backhand plays. Like there would be backhand plays that would deflect off the glove and hit him in the face or, you know, there were some weird, you know, weird low lights, some, some circus moments there. And, you know, he had some, some bad throws here and there, be it from, from third or short, but I think he eventually settled in. Now, one thing I will say that he has to improve or has to focus on going forward. We know he's El Patron. He's, he's the guy, he, he has this presence, this aura. He wants to be the best player in the game. He might be at some point, the best player in the game, but he has to know his role and he has to know when to step back. He has to know that not every play is his to be made. Sometimes he has to relegate a little bit because there would be times where he would collide when he was playing at third at short with Taylor walls, or he would collide with Randy Arozarena in shallow right field where he's trying yeah. to be in on every play. And I, that you love that aggressiveness. You love you. You can see that he loves the game and he wants to play ball. He wants to make the catch, but sometimes you have to know when to, okay, this isn't, I'm, I'm a little not out of my element, but I shouldn't, I shouldn't be ball hogging here. So to speak, you know, that's, I would rather have a ball hog than not a ball hog. Yes. But you got, you got to, yeah, you got to learn to step back again, 20 years old. I, I do remember a couple of instances with other players that you didn't mention. I do remember the Randy one. Uh, I don't remember the Taylor Walsh one, but I do remember. Yeah, there was twice. one where they collide. I mean, oh yeah, you're right. Actually, that. yeah, yeah. He, he knocked him out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I'm also remembering Wendell and Brandon Lau. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, that's a, that's, that's a great observation and maybe it won't show up in the stat sheet per no. se, but it's something that, you know, a lot of people say, Oh, the eye test doesn't give you that. That's watching the games, Kevin. So, right. so, so, so good observation there. Uh, yeah, you, you, you got to learn to step back yeah. and kind of delegate, you know, Hey, that's yours. That's me. That's, that's, that's his, but I will say that again, and I know we're trying to, we, we harp on what went wrong, but I do think we saw 
marked improvements defensively, particularly in, again, making more of those routine plays, getting two hands on the glove. You know, you're squared up. Yes. The ball is hit right to you. Make the play. Uh, Off-balance throws, throws on the run, turning the double play. We started to see some of that improve. But again, I, if we have to point out a negative, I, I just think, I don't know if defense is ever going to be like this, his, his super strong suit. I think it's the bat first and then defense after that. In fact, I wonder if there's going to be a point in a couple of years, or maybe it might be as soon as next year that he's moved off short and maybe moved to second or third. I wonder if they even like his arm strength enough to make that, to consistently make those throws from third to first that remains to be seen. But um, I, I just wonder, you think he is going to be a good I, an elite defender. I, I think I think that his bat plays so well. Yeah, that it it's just going to be very difficult to say. Well, yeah, the, he's a bat first. Like yes, all right, right. I, I after seeing Marcus Simeon enter the enter the 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 league as a very bad defensive shortstop and then becoming a Gold Glove winner at second, mm-hmm. um, but a, a serviceable one at shortstop, anything can happen. Right. Anything can happen. So I, I, I trust a guy that loves the game so much to want to work at something that he might not be elite. So uh, 100%, I, I, I do not see them moving a cornerstone like that, uh, like Wander Franco off shortstop. I, I think you give that guy as many tries as possible. And I think in the end, he will succeed and he will become an above average shortstop. I do believe that. Mm. I don't know. Again, this will have to be a topic deeper involved, but we know how much priority the Rays place defensively. But then again, Wander Franco is a different cat and the Rays maybe think are thinking things differently of this guy is so good. We don't want to do anything to disrupt his rhythm of if he likes playing short, even if Taylor walls is a better defender or somebody else might be a little bit of a better defender you you take everything into consideration. I just don't know if I I just look at his build right now and I just wonder how he's going to be able to stick at short when he's 25, 26, 27. And I know it's tough to project all that, yeah. but I feel like at some point he's going to have to move to one of the corner spots. I mean, yeah, but if if you know, bulkier guys have done, you know, Cal Ripken for God's sakes, and no more Garcia Parra. I mean, there have been bulkier guys, Tejada, uh, uh, even shortstop. I, I understand where you're coming from, but I think like with a talent of this magnitude, right. I think there. If if Fernando Tatis Jr. gets so many reps at shortstop and yeah. and he's finally moved to the outfield. And, and he's, I mean, there's no comparison who's a better shortstop between Tatis and, and Franco. I think Franco is going to stick at short. Right. I do think so. But again, not, I don't want to get into a whole thing here, but uh, <laughs> the Rays do things differently from other organizations. Sure. I mean, there's a reason, you know, the Padres just say, hey, he's our franchise player, so we're going to keep him at short, even though he can't, you know, 
But uh, who have they gotten first, Choi and Yandi? I mean, I, again, we've seen a drop-off yeah. in, in defensive positioning. But up the middle to. is extremely, extremely important. Sure. And the Rays have shown that with Zanino and Kiermaier and so many others over the years. I don't know. I think this is something to, 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 to yeah. keep in mind. Maybe, It'll be, maybe, maybe yeah. we can put some green Skittles on this. You we, know. we might have to with uh, Bet Online. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Bet Online. Oh, look at that. Uh, Bet Online is back and better than ever before. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season. Season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head over to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use that promo code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to receive that bonus. Bet online. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. And it's where the game starts. Okay, Ulysses looking at Wander's future with the team. Yeah, he is going to be on the roster in 2022 i was going to ask if he was going to be the team's primary shortstop but i guess we have that answer <laughs> from you right it's not taylor walls isn't knocking wander off next year or i think taylor he's walls knocking somebody just, else okay i think he's knocking an, another guy with a w in his last name because that other w is at his highest asset value and it's probably going to get traded mm -hmm. taylor walls as that other w you all know what i'm talking about but i don't want to say it just now I'll say it. You're talking about Joey Wendell getting traded and Taylor Walls takes third. Not third, but just the Joey Wendell kind of guy. You okay. need him at second base because you don't want to put Brendan Lau against lefties. Boom, you put Taylor Walls at second. You uh you you have him at third because you you need you need the 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 switcheroo with Gandhi from third to first. Mm -hmm. Then then you got Taylor Walls playing third. He's going to be that guy. And I feel like that's a really good way of getting Taylor Walls constant at bats get him always in the game and best of all he is your best gold uh, not gold glove but hopefully maybe yeah. one day he's your most assured glove there is no point in not utilizing his skills to that level of hey we need somebody at third let's get taylor walls to cover third we need somebody at second get taylor walls to cover second and he's a guy that if he's so good at shortstop he can definitely pick up third right he can definitely pick up second base so but he won't be playing a lot of short then if Wander is playing every day. Well, I mean, I'm sure Wander's going to have his off days. And so you need a backup at okay. shortstop, and he'll also back up Wander. Ooh, that he'll is be roaming. Yeah. Yeah. That's my take. I don't know. That's my take. I mean, the Rays kind of showed that already that they, yeah, they gave Taylor Walls that first opportunity after Willie Adamas was traded. Yeah. And then. I think they figured out we just got to – I think the best thing for Wander, whether he – and I'm not disagreeing that he shouldn't get more opportunities at short. I, I don't know. I think Taylor Walls is more fit or would be more apt to be that utility, super utility guy as opposed to Wander. Yes. I don't think you should be playing chance and moving him around and doing, doing something that has to give – not saying he can't handle it, but I – Sticking Wander and keeping him at short has worked thus far, at least offensively, and, yes. and getting him settled into one position. So I would, I would kind of err on the side of caution of changing that. But uh, who knows what the the Rays have in the cards? Now I'll say this: um, 
we know Wander's going to be on the team next year. We know he's going to get a ton of playing time. He yes. might lead the team in at bats. I wouldn't be surprised, assuming he stay healthy, uh, stays healthy. And that's going to be, I think that's going to be a big question right. is because he did miss, you know, a handful of games, uh, two handfuls of games uh, this past season. He is such an effort all out guy when you add in spring training, when you add in the regular season, when you add in playoffs, when you add in the travel, you just wonder, and he's young, strong, athletic for sure, but it is an adjustment for sure. It, it takes some, uh, takes some getting used to with that. So you just wonder, can he stay at his peak performance from game one to game 162? I think that'll be important going forward. And, and I'm sure the Rays will be very, deliberate about making sure and checking in that he's getting enough rest and that if he needs a day off, they give that to him. Although Wander is probably to me, seems like the type of guy that I want to play every single day, every single inning, every single out, every single at bat, every single opportunity I can get. So being able to tell him, Hey, this is the best for you in the long run. And you have to curb that, right? I mean, you love that. Again, that's go back to 2014, 2015 with KK. We were all like, oh, can he do this all yeah. the time? Well, actually, that's just in his DNA. He's going to go hard. So mm-hmm. for, for those of you who think, oh, well, you just got to temper down, wander, you won't. Yeah. How you temper him down is giving him off days uh, regularly. It's going to suck. But I, I, if he gives you 140 games yeah. and you kept him healthy, that's, that's perfect. And what you're saying about game one to game 162 – you got to add spring training like you did. And then you got to add October. I mean, that's 200 plus games. That's 2022 is going to be the most difficult year in the life of Wander Franco as a baseball player. Yeah. Ever 2022 it's coming up. So how is he going? Not only because of the grind, not only because of the spotlight, but now they've got the MLB book on him. Pitchers Mm -hmm. do. No more triple-A grainy video and all. No, they've actually seen him. They know how to attack him. So can the sophomore season for Wander Franco yeah. be an outlier? Because we always know sophomore seasons are always basically a slump for, for, for guys in the batting box. So how, how is he going to handle the fact that pitchers know how to get him out? They yeah. know how to pitch to him. It's going to be tough, but if anybody can rise above it, it it's Wander Franco. I mean, this guy is just so bleeping special i i would almost turn it around and that he's such a rare player that he has a book on the pitchers now he knows what to expect from them and he knows how to exploit their weaknesses yeah so it's almost it could almost be a wash or an advantage for him as opposed to a guy that you know had barely played above a ball didn't have a minor league season in 2020 got you know some action triple a then gets called up to the show and and right off the bat you're you're forced to hit you know, 97, 98 fastballs and, and crazy breaking balls. And and he showed over time that it was not a problem for him whatsoever. So uh question here, uh looming question. Okay. Does he sign an extension with the Rays this offseason? Long-term big buckaroos. It would be so smart for the race. Nine to do that. figures. Yes. I mean, give or take. I mean, honestly, like, you know what? This is a funny thing because we got to say the three letters CBI. Yes. What's going to happen? 
it, it all is going to come down to that collective bargaining agreement and, and if there's going to be a salary floor, if the, if, if uh, free agency is going to come up quicker, if the, if arbitration and team control are changed, those can all those will all affect mm-hmm. a, a long term. I don't think the Rays are going to, but I think it's the smart thing to do so. Lock this guy up for a hundred million dollars yeah. for. I don't even care if it if it only buys one free agency year. Just yeah. know that you're going to get him. And then if he keeps performing the way that he does, when there are two years left um, in that contract, get that boatload of prospects. Imagine trading Mike Trout like two years ago. <laughs> I'll say this. Um, if the Rays want to keep Wander long-term and lock him up, Now's the time to do it because if you wait till after next season exactly. or halfway through this upcoming season, it's going to be way too late. And he's going to say no. And he, yeah. and he's the guy that will have so much confidence in himself because he does, yeah. because he should, that he's going to be, you know what? No, I'll yeah. roll the dice. Honestly, the time to give him a contract extension or offer him something might have might have been, yeah, when he was struggling those first couple months of the season, right before the All-Star break, if the Rays mm-hmm. knew that we know he's going to figure it yeah. out, let's not panic, let's not didn't freak they, out. Didn't the White Sox do that with Eloy Jimenez uh, when, when he was in, in, in the minors, or Luis Robert? Yeah. I think one of those two guys that they signed when, when they were in the minor leagues, maybe mm-hmm. that, that, that should have been the, the move there for Wonder, but really, you've got to sign this guy. I don't care what it is. got to sign him. He's just entertaining. He's entertaining to watch him walk for God's yes. sake. How many guys can you see, say that about? I will say this though. Uh huh. Can you ask Anaheim angels fans if it has been fun watching Mike Trout every night, every day and not go to the playoffs? Yeah. And show Otani. It take it, it, it shows you that it's not just about any one player. It's it not, takes a roster of 25, and not even 25 or 26 now. So it's, it's a roster of 40, 45, 50. It's an organization. What would you rather have? A World Series trophy or a or just the one guy? A World Series trophy, for sure. World Series trophy. Yes. Uh, get your Red Sharpie out. We're, we're out of time, Kevin. Yeah. Red Sharpie, what do you give for a grade to wander Franco in 2021? Well, considering I gave him a standing ovation at the top of the show, which again, this was a running joke and a running theme that I thought it was absolutely ridiculous that he got a standing O right before his very, it wasn't ridiculous. Well, I think it's, I think it's not ridiculous if we do it for every single player that makes their MLB debut, but El Brujan do it for him. Shane Boz do it for him, do it for everybody. If you're going to do it for Wander Franco, but uh, having said that and the year he's put up this year, uh, I am giving him, I think, the first one on this show, definitely the first one on this show for the player reviews, uh, A+, plus, 97. Dude, yes! Same! 97, yeah. A+, plus. I can't give him the 100, and nobody should get 100. 97, you got to knock off a couple points because of the defense, but you know that's going to get better. Yeah, the the, the A+. Plus. I, I don't know if we're going to give out a lot of more A's. Mm-hmm. I think we should a couple more. In Maybe my, in my head, perhaps. But this one is well deserved. And yes. well deserved, Wonder Franco. You get a 97 from Locked On Rays, which I know it means a lot. So you can put that on on the mm-hmm. on the fridge, of course. Now that's a great season, man. That's a great season. Quick uh, over under projection. It's 2022 steamer uh-huh. from Fangraphs. 149 games in 2022. Under. 19 home runs over under. Over. Over. Okay. So he taps into his power a little bit more. Yes. 
Uh, average 289 over under. <laughs> over. I'm going way over. <laughs> He's. I'm going 300 plus. I if mean, he had 288 after. Yeah. As a 20 year old. In, uh, over. Yeah. In Next. fact, I would almost go like if they said 310 for the projection, I'd almost lean towards the over. After what he did in the postseason in the second half of the year, he is, and again, he He's has to be able right to do now. it for a full season. I understand that, but you just watch at bat after at bat. It's it confirms the progression that just yes, went up. Yeah, the uh, he is the real deal. Uh, war five point two over under. War five point two. Uh, per fan graphs. Per fan graphs. Uh, five point two. He had a two point five f four this year. You double that. That's five. Yeah, over. Yeah, I go over too. I think probably at least six. Get ready for a good Wonder Franco season, folks. If he stays healthy, you're going to see a tremendous season. I wouldn't be surprised uh, of him being in the running for an MVP. All-star, yeah. MVP votes. I mean, this guy, yeah. All of it. This is the, I this think is the sure. guy. Yeah. Yes, he is. It's, it's exciting Woo. for sure. Okay. Uh, thank you again for making the Locked on Rays podcast your first listen every day. Now make your second listen the Locked on Rays bets podcast coming up on tomorrow's show we have a very fun interview yes we do with somebody within the tampa bay rays organization stay tuned for that and then friday we'll have a mailbag episode and we might even do another mailbag episode over the next couple weeks so send us your questions comments concerns inquiries locked on rays at gmail.com all right Have a great day, everybody. We will talk to you tomorrow.